0: Welcome to the Fail Forward Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is change the negative stigma around failure into a positive. Failure is only a negative if we do not learn from it and we give up. Welcome back to the Fail Forward Podcast. My vision is to help people overcome the fear of failure so they can live their goals and dreams. Now today, I wanted to talk a little bit about my story and how I managed to fail so catastrophically and what happened because I know since I've started this podcast we started off with a small amount of viewers and the first episode was all about what went wrong Um, and now the podcast has grown um, quite a lot and we've got lots of different viewers um, and some of you might not have gone back to episode one. Um, If you um haven't i'd still advise going back after listening to this one because actually i was interviewed by amy um who actually trained me on how to do podcasts and it's probably a different take to what i'm going to talk about today because she was very good at asking different questions and getting the information out of me so what went wrong my story I uh was terrible at school my parents um great parents but they moved me around a lot um, my parents bought and sold houses that I would live in and they'd do up and that meant I was a very disruptive child because I was always moving schools I'm not academic um I were very much got always was the guy that got in with the wrong crowd I'd always mess around got suspended expelled once and just got into lots of trouble at school which meant that I failed all my GCSEs um and the reason why I'm telling you this is because that moment of me failing on my GCSEs um, didn't define my life, but it certainly um, gave me a very fixed mindset. I, I, I didn't have any desire to ever read a book or do anything academic ever again after I left school. So when I, when I failed on my GCSEs, my dad put his arm around me and said, don't worry, son, what you need to do is you need to work hard, you need to be committed and determined, whatever you do, and you need to start a Business as young as you can. My dad was always a kind of solo solopreneur, um, a one-man band kind of person. I probably didn't say that very well, solopreneur. Um he was a very much a one-man band kind of person. And he started in his 30s and always said, start a business when you're when you're young, which was great advice. Um, and I followed my dad in what he did through his life, and he worked all the long hours in, in a day. He was the person I was talking about a few episodes ago when we're talking about like working 12, 14 hour days. He was running his business during a day, doing up house in the evening and weekends. And he was working all the time, which on the face of it, it's good. Um, he was a very good role model to follow that working hard. But what then happened is I went and worked a few different jobs, mainly in sales, because that's the kind of thing you do when you're uh, not very academic. They're the easiest jobs to get. And I used to spend a lot of time looking out the window um, and thinking, what do I want to do with my life? And it's certainly not working in an office. So I went to try and be a carpenter with my dad's friend. And my th- uh, Ashley, my dad's friend, gave m- my dad a call a few months later and went, Roy, uh, your son just doesn't have the attention to detail to be a carpenter. Um, so I was back going, oh, what am I going to do now? And my friend Toby um, phoned me up, uh, went to school with and said, oh, Hen- Henry, my boss is looking for tree climbers, people to climb trees. And I was like, what? You can actually get paid to climb a tree. Amazing. Okay, cool. I'm in. Let's do it. Um, and then I got into the tree surgery world. Um, and it's, it's a good world to be in, but it's hard, very hard work. It's not all just climbing trees and swinging around like a monkey. But there is a lot of fun to it um it's a tough graph job and i suddenly looked at it and went ah okay dad always told me to start a business when i was young and um this is something i could definitely see myself starting a business in so i did a few different years um my well actually one of my um, managers mark hines who now runs our pro software um said to me henry some of the most successful people i've seen um or or best tree climbers the ones that have worked for many firms so I went off and worked for different firms I worked in London but one thing I did with all these different firms I think I worked for six or seven firms I was always learning I was always looking at what these different businesses were doing where they got their work from how they operated all these kind of things learning learning off the different climbers like in London there was guys from New Zealand guys from Australia guys from South Africa so I was learning all their techniques Um, but I made sure I told everybody where I want to be. And I'd say, look, I want to start my own business. I want to start my own business. I want to start my own business. Literally everyone I met. And then back in 2008, little did I know Northern Rock were about to crash and we were about to have this big economy crash, the financial crisis with the banks dying. Um, I had no idea this was coming, but I lost my job i didn't I say i didn't lose my job the company I are working for went under which is actually quite ironic considering my company went under years later um they went under they were called land skill we called them landfill um and i was then without work for a couple of months there wasn't a huge amount of work about and a guy called john who was one of their previous clients i happened to a tell him passing that i want to start my own business said henry remember um you said, you want to start my own business? Well, I've got an opportunity for you. Do you want to come and meet me in the Checkers pub in Four Marks? So I met John and he said, look, I can give you work, but you'll need to start your own business um, and buy a van and chipper and we'll sub you work. So I was like, okay, brilliant. This is my opportunity. So off I went, started my own business. Um, and for three months, John gave us loads of work. Then literally as I started the business, September 2008, uh, the uh, financial crash happened. Northern Rock went under. Um, everyone was, you know, over leveraged with their houses, and we had people getting repossessed left, right, and centre. And it, we had our economy had one of the biggest crashes we've seen. January 2009 came and suddenly we had a year where there was not much work around and fortunately I was 24 years old at this point me and Sarah my wife at the time she's my girlfriend were li- living in a in a small bed sit in Hythe um, it was costing us 80 pounds a week with all bills included which looking back was amazing. Um, we were running the business out of a garage which was costing me 47 pounds a month little single garage that my chipper and my van, my chipper would get into and I park the van right in front of it. And we managed to scrape by over that year and and just slowly sort of start growing the business. And when I mean growing, just trying to get five days of work, a week working. And it was me and a, a groundy that worked for us. Anyway, rolling on a couple of years, we... Um, I got married at 27. So three years later, I got married. And then that's when you start looking at the future and start thinking about having kids and then realizing that I wanted more than just a one-man band business. And we started putting myself out there. I started looking around and seeing how I could get work. And we won a contract with SSE doing power line work. And one thing I always did well was look after my team. As you know, I've talked about not being ruthless and culture and how you can look after a team and what it does for you. And we started looking after our staff and. We were looking after our staff and what tends to happen is is that our staff would turn up twice as committed. They would turn up, work hard, they would do more for you and our clients liked it and we started winning more work. But all this time I wasn't doing any learning. I didn't have a business mentor or mastermind. I didn't know any of this stuff. I didn't know about self-development world. I, I just was working hard, being committed, being determined just like my dad had brought me up to be. And we went from five to 10 to 20 to 30 staff. And suddenly we had 30 staff. And all this time, I had no clue what a profit and loss was, what a cash flow forecaster was. I didn't know about sales and marketing strategies, systems and culture and mindset and all this sort of stuff. I just knew that I had to work really hard. I looked after my team and business was not easy. But at that point, it was simple. And you know that one of the biggest mistakes I made was that, I thought I'd made it in business and I thought, oh, if I can do this, I can can start multiple businesses. And it's actually like my mentor Nick James said to me the other day, one of the biggest mistakes you can make is like, if you went to the races and you won the first time you've gone to the races, then you're going to think you're really good at the races and you're going to do it more. And that's probably the worst thing that can happen. And for me, being successful very quickly in creating this business was probably one of the most difficult things. I wasn't failing. I was finding business simple and I wasn't learning from it. So anyway, we had 30 staff, we had this contract with SSE, we'd won a five-year contract with SSE and it was a framework, they were promising us all the work, they said to go and buy a tractor and a flail and a mulcher and we we're employing more staff and we basically went and um, got about half a million kit pounds worth of kit over a year on asset finance um, and within that year, SSE um, decided to pull the rug on the whole contract and overnight tell us that we're not doing it like this anymore, we're not giving you this lovely day rate contract that was earning us good money. We're gonna put it all out to price and we're gonna get everyone to price against each other. And then we had this kind of Dutch auction style thing um, where everyone's bidding down and down and down and down and down, everyone's trying to do the work for less and we would start losing money. Then they reissued the whole tender for us to do and we went through the tendering process. And what then actually happened is some big players in the industry came in. they won it. we came fifth. and at that point I should have made the decision to um, lay off a lot of the staff and then restart again. But what I end up doing is going to subcontract to the to the guys for less the, the bigger guys for lesser rates than what we had put in. Um, And then we scaled up thinking we can do a smaller margin on a higher level, because that's what everyone does. They do a a bigger, smaller margin, but they do it on a higher level. So then you still make money at the end of the day. And then what then ended up happening is when that was the start of our demise. I didn't know my numbers, so I couldn't work that out properly um i didn't have a good sales and marketing strategy all of our eggs were in one basket with one client we did do a little bit of other work with other clients but not enough to be to be to be helping a seven-figure business suck up some of the some of the costs of of it all um and for about a year 15 months after that the business just started failing some months we'd make great money and other months we'd lose really bad money but ultimately over the course of of about a year and a half two years we were losing money and back in 2018 i found out that um my wife was having our second child who's now ned um and when she was heavily pregnant she was about seven months pregnant um we had an insolvency guy come into business and went look you are well in over your head um you need to the business to go under And I just couldn't believe it. I was so stressed at this point. Um, I was overeating, over drinking. Um, I had a three year old daughter at home. We owned our house Um, three years before that. When Esme was born, actually, business was at that simple point where it was hard, but it was it was simple. And we were making money and I actually got to spend a lot of time with my daughter through her first year. The the best thing that happened from it is that I started needing help and I was so pigheaded before this happened. Sarah to said to me, We look at the need to look at numbers. You need to you need to do A, B, C, D. And because I'd got cocky and confident and overconfident and thought, yeah, I'd made it at one point and we had a nice car, nice house, a camper van, all these great things, I'd been learning. I wouldn't listen to anybody. And it was only until the business started failing when the business was failing majorly that I started actually realising that I needed to do something differently. So I got my first coach, Jeff which I've talked about many a times, and Jeff was a great guy. And One of the first things he did to me, and I remember I think I was paying him £2,000 a month for this point, um, he, said, he said, Henry, read this book. And I went, what the hell are you doing making me read a book? Like, I'm paying you money, fix my business. And he was like, look, Henry, your business has gone like this. Your knowledge for business has stayed down here. Like I can help you, but you need to grow. Your you, your business has grown, and you've not followed the trajectory of the business. You need to grow yourself and understand what it takes to run a business. The different things that we're going to implement, and like I've talked about in other biz, in other episodes, you, it's not all me that's doing implementing, but you still have to know what to implement and who to direct to be able to get those things done. So I read this book, and it was this magic moment. I read this book. And I read it really easily, considering I, I'd failed all my GCSEs and I'd, I'd hated reading, that suddenly I read this book and I was like, wow, give me another one, give me another one, give me another one. And my desire for learning was born on that day. Um, and I started then going down this rabbit hole of self-development. Unfortunately... The business did fail. Um, we, we managed to keep it running another six months. Ned was born. I couldn't bring it on upon my wife for the, to bottom the business out while she was still heavily pregnant with Ned. We managed to keep it going to May 2019. And it was the toughest thing that I've ever done in my life, without a shadow of a doubt, but also I call that the best worst year of my life, because what happened in that year is we managed to um, close the business. We went for insolvency. We restarted the business in my wife's name um, and we, we went for a prepack. And we started the business again. We had to lay off all our guys. It was emotional, considering we were like a family. There was tears in the yard. We had to. We went down to eight people. Mike and Sophie, who were still with me today, stayed. And there's still a couple of the other of the OGs in there as well. And um, we had to regrow the business. And it was only because Mike and Sophie were so amazing that it helped me through those times that we started to rebuild the business. But what ended up happening is is that. The business went under. Um, I was left with two hundred thousand pounds worth of personal debt. There was five hundred thousand pounds worth of debt in total, and two hundred k landed on our lap. Um, We then had to sell our family home, um, which, as you can imagine, with a newborn baby um, and a three-year-old, was not a good thing to be going through with my wife Sarah. It created lots of arguments. um, And what ended up happening after that is that I relapsed on my drug addiction that I'd been clean for four years previous to that. Um, so it was a really tragic situation. It was only due to the, my family and my friends that helped us through it and my wife, who is very patient or maybe stubborn, um, who stayed by me, that we managed to get through it. And at the beginning of 2020, pre-pan- pre-pandemic, um, I quit everything again, alcohol, drugs, the lot, and I was completely clean from that day onwards and still now. Um, and I then joined masterminds. I got mentors. I got. I learned from people that have made mistakes before. But most of all is what I've talked about before in previous episodes. I held myself accountable. And I was in that wellowing state for about three months. It took me to get over the failure. It took me to pull my head out of my ass. But I almost needed to go through that process to be able to process it all and then become the person I am today. Um, but I've only done that. I've not done anything special with what I've done. I've not been, I'm not uh, any different to you or anyone listening to this podcast what i've done is i've got educated i've held myself accountable got educated learned about business i've got mass i've got mentors i've been part of masterminds and i've learned really the fundamentals of how to run a business and how to structure the business and that's the five pillars i talk about mindset sales and marketing numbers systems culture and implementing those into everything I do into my day-to-day life has helped me now create multiple streams of income in different businesses property mentoring tree surgery and and just progressing with, with life but it wasn't easy and I wouldn't suggest any, anybody to go through it and I was very fortunate that my wife stuck by me Where well, I I actually grabbed a I say, grabbed her, hugged her on our um, on our anniversary the following year and said, look, Sarah, if we could get through that, we can literally get through anything. And I'm very fortunate that I had that support network around me to get through it. But ultimately, that's what went wrong. I didn't know my numbers. I remember when Jeff first came into the business and he said to me, can I see your profit and loss, your cash flow forecast, and your balance sheet? And I went, what's that? And he went. They're, there. They're some of the three key numbers you need to know. Like I was so naive, like what you don't know, you don't know. And I, I didn't know a lot of this stuff. I'd done it on pure hard work drive, and determination. But I think what happens then is you fill the cracks in. And as you grow a business, you, there's only so many cracks you can fill in as you get more and more staff. And we had 47 staff at one point. So that's what went wrong. But it's the best worst year of my life. I definitely failed forward because I don't think I would be where I am now if I hadn't failed. I don't think I would have really found what my great true passion is, which is running this podcast, speaking to lots of people, and now speaking on stages to, you know, 500 people was the last big stage I spoke on, and now looking to push that up to more and more people to try and help inspire people to overcome the fear of failure. None of that would have happened if I hadn't have gone through those pain points. But what I really want to get out of it, and you guys to uh, listening to get out of it, is is that you can learn from my failures. You can learn from other people's failures, and most importantly, if I had had failed faster and had learned to what failure is and how to get over the small failures, it would have never compounded to that big failure. Because I don't necessarily believe it wasn't because I knew my numbers or. The fact the ssc contract went wrong or you know the staff i was employing weren't the right staff or, or whatever I have, other, other things it was i think it was lots of small failures that compounded into one big failure i don't think it was one thing i think it was lots of mini failures but i wasn't self-aware i did wasn't self-aware of who i was and who i needed to be to be a leader i wasn't self-aware of the accountability that i needed to go through how to get over that and put new things into the business. So really what I wanted to do and the point of this episode was really to get a big bit of an oversight of how I failed, but really importantly, the reason why I do what I do in this in this podcast and how you can learn from it and how you can take that and look at yourself and what you do in your business and hopefully never go through such a catastrophic failure that you can learn from that. And the most important thing is is that you're failing forward. That you're always looking at it that that experience and it was a great book that you've heard me talk about lots of times before called Black Box Thinking that was given to me by David Masterton, who had worked for me nine months previous, and it sat collecting dust on a shelf, and I read that when the business failed, randomly picked it up and read it, and that's when I realised that failure is the key to success, and that actually failure is experience, and it was this epiphany moment, and went ah, okay, this really tragedy shit thing that's happening, us having to sell our family home and go and live in rented accommodation, which is not a problem living rented accommodation, but the problem was it was such shit accommodation, we had we had mold up to our walls in my newborn baby's room and it was just wet and damp and cold and it was rubbish and all the, and, and me relapsing on my addiction and all these other crap things that happened in this, this year that doesn't have to be a negative it can be a positive if i learn from it write my what went wrong document and make sure that i never get myself back to there and that's why i've created multiple streams of income and that's why i've created this podcast to be able to help people that's it really for me today. It's a bit of a longer episode, but I just wanted to give everyone, especially our new um, listeners, a bit of an insight of what went wrong and what happened. And if anyone wants to, anyone's going through a particularly tough time, a business failure, or they feel like they're on the edge of something and they want to talk and get some advice, please just drop me a message. Reach out to me on the different socials. I'd avoid using, using LinkedIn to message me. I'm not great on the messenger on that, but Facebook or Instagram, drop me a message and uh, we can have a conversation. Thanks all for listening and remember, failure is only a negative if you do not learn from it and give up. And if you've liked what you had today, please like, share and subscribe because I want to get this out to the world. I want to get people to overcome the fear of failure and not avoid it and embrace it. So as many of you can share this as possible, the more we can help everybody create success. Thanks all for listening.